0: Around the flickering campfire light Sing songs, tell stories of our lives To help us understand, define What's often overwhelming It's through our stories we declare The truths we hold, the things we share Who we are, how we got there Discovering in the telling A journey of gratitude, grit, and grace So much learned and so much faced The contours of a life are traced In a journey of gratitude, grit, and grace That's the first verse in the chorus of the title song of an album I introduced at a concert in the spring of 2017. Dear partner, paraphrasing Charles Dickens, the spring of 2017, it was the end of times. It was the beginning of times. For 24 years, I'd sung at Children's Hospital as part of an annual memorial service for kids who died while in their care. That spring would be the last time I would sing for that special event. I'd also provided music for half a dozen civil rights pilgrimages with students from the University of Washington and Bellevue College who joined a group of adults traveling on a bus, visiting sites, singing songs and hearing stories that brought the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s to life and connected those times to events of today. That spring would be the last time I would be getting on that bus. My mother would turn 95 that season, and oh, how ready she was to celebrate. After a concert I did for everyone in her retirement community and their guests, my mom hosted a dinner for an extended family with lots of laughter, toasts, and singing. For someone who loved a good party, it would prove to be her last big hurrah. And then there was the concert on May 13th at Benaroya Hall in downtown Seattle where I shared songs and stories from a new album, Gratitude, Grit, and Grace. Those songs, an important part of a 49th and final campfire marking the end of one journey and the beginning of another. Twenty years earlier, at my dad's memorial on May 31st, 1997, I received what I would come to see as my dad's last gift. Unexpectedly and unbidden in my dad's own words, our family's relationship with mental illness, a family secret, was revealed and shared publicly for the first time. I turned 50 a few months earlier. It would take 10 years to understand that gift was a chance to know who I truly was in the light of a story instead of in the shadow of that secret which led me to take a leap of faith that I was someone capable of loving and being loved and then after taking that leap living as if I believed I was truly loved and loving. How can someone love me? If they don't know me well, yet if they know me well, how can they love me? So long that was a riddle that I simply couldn't solve. The questions that it asked had control of me. The answers to most riddles are right before our eyes. I saw that I could solve my riddle once I realized I know myself like no one else. If I could learn to love myself, the answer to the riddle was supply. Eventually, I came to understand that leap of faith was the beginning of yet another journey. I called it a journey home. I thought it might take as many as two or three years. It took ten. An important part of that journey I would jokingly refer to as my thank-you-and-I'm-sorry tour where I reached out to as many people as I could who had been important in my life to thank them and, where necessary, tell them I was sorry and ask for their forgiveness for those times I'd hurt them and, where possible, do what I could to repair Eventually, I renamed that part of the journey a journey of gratitude and grace. If someone would have told me 20 years earlier at my dad's memorial that that day would be the beginning of a 20-year adventure divided into two almost perfectly symmetrical halves, I wouldn't have believed them. I wouldn't have had any idea what they were talking about. Recently, I did an internet search on how long it took Odysseus to get back to Ithaca. Yep, 20 years. Ten years of battles and ten years to get back home. The fact that each of those ten years ended with a leap of faith was not surprising. I believe life's full of small steps and some very scary leaps. In that first instance, leaping into believing I was loving and loved, in the second faith, I'd finally found my way home, home at last, with myself, with the world, with those I loved, grateful that Pat had stayed with me throughout and was there at the end, along with many others, no one more important than you. You were backstage waiting to greet me when the concert was over. I don't remember what we said. I do remember how much joy there was in that moment, joy in knowing what it meant to have made it around a metaphorical mountain, understanding that it was just not an end, but a beginning. And there was something else in that moment that we haven't talked about that I want to share in this letter. Somehow at that moment with you after the concert, I realized in my marrow, in the core of my being, that not only were you there with me, you were there for me. A distinction subtle enough that one might say nothing really changed, and and yet I would pose it somehow everything was different. An example of the end of something making way for the beginning of something new seen something familiar as if for the first time. Likely from the time I was born I've been terrified of being abandoned. For much of my life I didn't have any idea (laughs) that that was what I was afraid of. And for so long there was that double bind of not wanting to be alone and yet being afraid when people got too close. Afraid they'd go away. So often I would leave first or do something to make sure they wouldn't want to stay. And once I understood those fears and where they came from, I I thought I could overcome them. I don't know when it finally dawned on me. The fears are here to stay. And that meant finding ways to live with fear instead of in fear, to define those fears instead of being defined by them. And part of that and finally being able to believe that you would be and that you are there, not only with me, but for me. Something to learn how to live with my fears To not simply live in them as I've done all those years When what I'm afraid of becomes stated and clear A lot of what haunts me appears to disappear my fears don't scare me like they used to once I found what fears are most afraid of they hate being faced exposed or embraced by truth light Recently, it dawned on me that besides being something negative, something to be afraid of, my fear of abandonment has also been a wonderful, positive gift. Let me explain by first paraphrasing St. Francis. Where there's hatred, let me bring love. Where there's offense, let me bring pardon. Where there's discord, let me bring union. Where there's error, let me bring truth. Doubt, let me bring faith. Despair, hope. Darkness, light. Sadness, joy. Let me not seek as much to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. It's in giving we receive, in self-forgetting that we find Pardoning that we are pardoned. For me, the hardest person to pardon has been me. The hardest person to have faith in, hope for, to console, to understand, to love, myself. I've come to believe my primal fear of abandonment has been a primary doorway to being there when others are afraid. And by being there where there was fear, I was able to bring love for others, and ultimately myself. A journey of gratitude, grit, and grace. The last song on the Gratitude, Grit, and Grace album is called There You Were. Pat's is most often the face I see when I sing it. In this case, I'll make an exception and end this letter by saying, here's looking at you, old friend. Fought a good fight. Finished the race. Got lost a few times. Somehow kept the faith. In a journey of gratitude, grit. And some grace back to where I started. But not to the same place. There. You. took a long time to learn how to love and be loved in the clutter, and the clatter, find who I truly was, somehow to believe in the end, it's enough, oh, somewhere in the midst of such powerful stuff. I did my best round these campfires to put it all down. Show what I've been through and share what I found. If I didn't know it then, I do know it now. We're each in our own way. Homeward bound. It's been quite a journey full of stories and songs. People have met in the places we've gone, found enough reasons to keep going on. Oh, and then that one thing I should have known all along.